0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra Carlin, and with me today, I have Grey Stagg returning for an episode. This time around, I have Matt and Dara with me, and uh, yeah, we'll be chatting about their brand new album, uh, Call of the Mountain, which I saw recently th- them su- with support of Tombs playing it and just, God, it, it really is a phenomenal album. You'll hear me mention to them about 17 times over in this episode, if not more, about how much I think this album is amazing. So we'll be doing a deep dive into it about how it came about. Um, what went into the writing the music recording it uh promoing it and uh, shooting a music video on the top of a mountain <laughs> the freezing cold um so yeah a whole a lot to talk about including some sideline questions like uh what's your favorite horror film because they just have to be chucked into it, episodes like these but um yeah i love this band love gray stag i really hope you've enjoyed the episode here's the theme music by zach stevenson All right, uh, we're here for another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm here with Gray Stag again. Thank you so much. Uh, we have Matt on with us and we have Dara on with us. How are you getting on, lads? Great. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you so much. For oh, me. no, no problem. As I think, I don't know if I said it to you the first time we did the episode, but like you were very much the first band I ever asked to be on the podcast, so it was quite a dream getting you on. And I asked you before the podcast was even a real thing and uh even had a name i was very drunk in fibbers (laughs) seems to be a uh a a, what's the third ah it doesn't matter uh how was the tour (laughs) which the last time i saw you guys
1: Tour was good yeah yeah um honestly we were sort of blown away by the the like the amount of people who wanted to come out midweek and at the weekend just to to see us guys you know um I was really really surprised with with limerick because bad rep were handling the uh promo and obviously they're always always brilliant but um like i didn't think limerick was a place we'd come out and see that many people and that much support and stuff so it was a really lovely way to to finish off the tour so um i don't know if dara has any any other thoughts on it but
2: was... like every night of the tour it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger like Belfast was pretty good but then again like it was a Thursday you're not going to get a full house on a Thursday and then Thomas House was really good and the fact that it's kind of small makes it look even better <laughs> than it is and then Limerick was just oh my god it was like nearly packed nearly completely packed but it was such a good show
0: clips of it were fucking fantastic it's funny the Thomas House gig I've actually I didn't know there was a venue in Thomas House weirdly enough I'd never been to it and then you go in mm. and it was it was class but um, I was actually Tombs were the last guest on that the, so that episode is out this week but um, I was saying to them, it was funny because of the sound that was in that place as well. It was so like, holy shit, that before going, I had a friend that he's not big metalhead at all. And I was like, we should go to this gig. There's, there's this band playing. And he was like, how heavy is it? I was like, mm, you might get it. Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be, I think it'd be okay. And then like as soon as everybody started playing, it, just the wall of sound, I was like, no, I'm glad he didn't go. He didn't go. I got, a, <laughs> I got a friend who was a full-on metalhead and he had a fantastic time. Actually, He was blown away by you guys, by the way um and obviously the gigs were in support of the album which is absolutely amazing um do you want to tell us a little bit about recording it because i like would i be correct what was like the intention going into making it um
3: like
0: like is it i'm not is sure a concept album or?
1: oh yeah well yeah it is it is it is and it isn't it is, and it is. there's a few threads going
2: through <laughs> that would be a better answer
1: I think uh, the interesting thing is um, that like Steve, I don't want to give him too much praise, uh, (laughs) especially since he's not here and I can get away with it. But no, Steve Steve writes an awful lot of the music and uh, like the riffs. And he has, like, he he came in with a concept for his riffs, which he hadn't really told me, or maybe he did and I wasn't listening. I don't know, (laughs) but the, the funny thing was that I, I then went with a, a lyrical con- concept, which was not exactly the same, but the same, 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 but different. Um, cause the, there is a sort of context and it's, it's like, um, from Steve's side, it's a very much the 800 years of oppression we faced in Ireland. It's, it's an Irish like, historical context. Mm. And then mine was like that, but with like, um, Eldritch gods and, and powers and, and Cthulhu and, and things like that. But, but the themes were were similar. So, um, it's, it is a concept album and it isn't, it's kind of about an alternate history of Ireland where when fighting for our freedom, we, we invoked these powers and kind of destroyed the world and the album's looking back at us kind of just wandering around a wastelanded Ireland post-apocalyptic and uh, full of regrets and so on. And it's, it's got a cyclical story. So uh, I'm not sure if I've said this to even the guys, but like my idea was the boats ended. We were in the water. We were forlorn, nothing like, you know, that, that was kind of fading out. And the beginning of the album with uh, breath, is is emerging from that water onto into this uh into this universe so that's uh a very inarticulate way to sort of <laughs> <I think laughs> blather you, I think about you what i think it's about.
0: <laughs> and Dara, what was it like for yourself coming into this album because i've i've listened to some of your your podcast about this episode this album and like you weren't really much in the band for a whole well you didn't get to practice no. much with the band at all like
2: not really, to be honest, it was very kind of 11th hour. Like they asked me to start practicing for a gig <laughs> the previous September and then cuts to January. I'm like, I guess I'm just fucking in the band now. <laughs> um, but it was it was very tough for myself um, considering just the, I think the week we entered the studio, my dad was just diagnosed with cancer. So it was very tough going in. And plus we got about about two, two and a half months uh, of kind of prep time. So I had to write. All the, the the drums for the songs in about in the two and a half months, really. So I've never done that kind of speedy kind of writing yeah. before. But like I think that kind of way of doing it and not dwelling so much on parts and obsessing over them and trying to go back and change things and just going forward and like, okay, that part's in place and just go straight on to the next song was really cool. And I've never done anything like that before. So it was a really cool uh, writing process. say
0: so. Yeah, like, it th- was the whole album written over two months?
2: Oh, no, no, I mean, I did the drums for oh, the right, album okay. for the, for the, for the, ah, album the two months. Okay. And then I think when we were actually going to the studio, I don't think Mountains was even 100% finished because it was so kind of fast. Oh. I think they asked me in the January, like, eh, do you want to kind of stay on and do drums? I'm like, absolutely. Like, <laughs> uh, of course I do.
0: And Matt, like, you were sick as hell going into recording it as well at one point, were you too?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think anything uh, else could have really gone tits up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, like a lot of things were happening. It was an interesting time in the studio for sure. Um in terms of like how long the album was was gestating for, I think Steve had started writing riffs and putting things together while we were in the studio for the boats. So oh, okay. that's the very early stages of, of where it was. And then with COVID hitting, the intention was to you know sit down, couldn't gig, so let's let's actually get this album together and other things kept happening. Uh, last time we were talking to you was in the lead up to playing Bloodstock. Hmm. um. So that kept diverting from it and we actually only managed to push like two songs together in dash two-year period. But then after Bloodstock, in that week when we came back, I had applied for the Arts Council funding.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about this actually, yeah.
1: and um, And that's ultimately than what, what sent us into the studio. Because the idea before getting that funding was to, we were going to do an album. Hmm. Um, we didn't have a timeline for it. We were going to do it as as soon as we could, but we weren't going to be able to, to afford um, a, a massive production on it or anything. So we were probably going to do it over the course of numerous weekends and evenings, probably would have taken a year or more um t- to get it together. But then I think we had a gig, I can't even remember what gigs, so maybe we had two or three gigs Dara, when we asked Dara to play with us, uh just to cover those. And we were sort of working on the music in the background. But I don't think we'd even thought of the idea of broaching like let's get Dara in, let's start putting an album together. <laughs> and then in December, I think it was December 6th, because I think it was the two year Anniversary for the boat's launch tour. I got the email saying that we got our uh, arts council funding, and that completely shifted the focus because we had just cancelled, or well, we hadn't, but COVID had cancelled two gigs in the space of a couple of weeks. Um, Darrow was practicing with us, but for, for no real reason <laughs> <laughs> at the time. And then I think we had our, uh, our Christmas party and said, like, okay, the, the gigs are, you know, you, you can't count on them. We're, we're going to try to put them together, but you had no idea. Like 90% of gigs were getting cancelled. Yeah, So let's focus on this album. And that's why in that space from December to uh, March, that's when the majority of the work and the album got put together. So
0: And like listening to it, it I hate using this to describe a band's album, as, but it is like because like it is very much a grey stag album and like i've been listening to you guys for quite a while i'm a huge fan um and i always like know with grey stag's on like it still sounds like a grey stag's on but there's some shit on it like it's i would argue that some parts are really beautiful compositionally and lyrically it's fucking it's just incredible i just wondered like what like was the most difficult aspect of recording it going in because it is it is like it, it's a, it's just a fantastic album from start to finish and it's very complex but also quite sweet <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, thank uh, you. I'd say with all of a different answer for uh for what's the most yeah. difficult piece. Was recording the guitars was just super easy for me, like um and I had no major trouble recording the drums either. You should but, see him
3: uh,
2: on the kick. He's just like <laughs> like he moves so fast you don't even see his arm.
1: But... <laughs> no, but I think we all had uh, we all had our own trouble, I won't talk about. Like, I won't guess at what Steve's biggest difficulty was, but it, it might have been trying to get it all done while uh, while he was trying to buy the the house that he's currently <laughs> living yeah. in. So that that could be yeah, that. I would but...
0: imagine that's not easy.
1: <laughs> and trying yeah, to put
0: that
2: think, out uh, into, yeah. Yeah. into the bottom of the guitar that was hilarious. You should have seen.
1: It. <laughs> 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 but uh, but for me, uh, certainly it was the it was the vocals. Um, the bass wasn't really affected by being sick. But when I was sick, yeah, my my lung capacity completely Mm. went. I I made like a little graph or spreadsheet of all the vocals of their intensities and like when I thought I could do them and just fit them in between recording the guitars um, and bass just to try and because I I just didn't have the physical fitness uh, to to do vocals for like half a day or, or even 20 minutes. So it was that—that that was kind of, and I tried, wanted to try and keep the vocal uh, as much as what we had intended for it to be. Uh, but yeah, Daryl have a—I'm uh, sure the drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. now the drums.
2: Uh, drums were were tough putting together. Um, not not too bad recording. I think it was one or two songs. We uh, it was had some difficulty, and I think the end of mountains and Eric was a tricky one to get down. I think there was. Uh, parts empiric where I just couldn't get I was like what am I going to do here it's such a weird staccato kind of riff and then Steve's like why don't you just do kind of diddle 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 I'm like oh yeah, a guitarist speaking in kind of drummer language I'm like that makes no sense then I try I'm like oh shit it actually clicks
3: <laughs> yeah. sometimes Fuck. you need like
2: He's right. a, a, outside kind of yeah pretty much I'll never, ever give him credit, though. No. I assume this is not... Recorded. He'll
0: he'll be banned from listening to this episode, by the way, so whatever you want to say about
2: Excellent. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, the, the drums was was pretty fun to record, and not super difficult.
0: And um, one thing I would imagine would be difficult uh, is the Steadfast Leviathan music video. With it, looked like oh, i have to ask you about it my back still hurts from that
3: like, yeah, I, I was think.
0: watching the i was watching you like the story post of you putting that together and i was like what the fuck are they doing now it came out amazing so there there is that yeah, aspect of it But goddamn, you worked oh, for there it. were so many good
2: bits that were cut because of tourists walking past in the background <laughs> and kind of popping their head up over like the bottom of the cliff and stuff and the ruins kind of like peeking oh hey what are these guys doing i think some people like jumped on the kit and like held your base for like pictures and stuff I'm like
1: okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, like while we were in the middle of takes really like, oh, just walking over sake. yeah just walking straight oh, yeah. over what are yeah. you guys doing like, what? you what? couldn't
2: really blame them
1: but still it's like oh god damn. <laughs> <laughs> no i blame steve sure
0: <laughs> so you're aren't you topless in it Dara? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Stop, I don't him. know,
0: I,
2: I just, I, I'm, I'm always running hot Okay. Um, I, I got a double lung transplant eight years ago And ever since then, I'm always fucking roasting I don't know why So I just tried to, I like, it. for me to have this t-shirt on right now It's a struggle
3: <laughs> I'm
2: always just opposite. I don't think I've ever in my life played a gig with a t-shirt on I always just get so hot And I see people play drums with, like, jeans and t-shirts on I'm like, how? Like, I don't know how they do I'm not even breaking a sweat I walk down to a venue and I start like perspiring. So um yeah, no. I think the first eleven times playing this song on the mountain, I was like, Oh, this is great. I'm fucking it's like three degrees um you know, kinda of at a good temperature. And then when you stop playing drums, like, okay, I'm a little cold now, I might put on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: And he's um you got is Aiden Cunningham the uh, is the uh produced did he produce it? Or did he master it?
1: Uh, mixed mastered recorded. Um, the, yeah, uh, he's a, he's a a maestro pretty
0: crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he's, he's very good. Um, like the, we had been in talks with Aiden for well on and off for like, well, well over a year before we had secured funding and everything. Um, and he was very instrumental and very helpful in actually getting the funding for providing all the stuff, uh, in it, like, well in advance Mm. um, for us to get that out. But, yeah, no, he's he's so – he's got such an impressive ear. Like, he can hear – he can hear things. I think we were 20 minutes in there, and he he made it so clear he could hear things that we could not. That it just took so much pressure off because you knew he was going to catch – like, there was no need to be going, like, did I flub that note? Like, did I (laughs) – You know, did I not hit that? Like, was the timing slightly off there? And you're always second guessing yourself. But when Aiden's listening, you don't really have to do that quite so much. You know, it's, uh, he's catching it. He's catching it before you do. He's catching the stuff you would catch. He's catching the stuff you wouldn't catch. Um, Before you do it, to (laughs) to tell you to do it again, you know.
0: You know, it is kind of crazy seeing people like Mm -hmm. that. Work like I haven't a vast experience of it, but like sometimes I'll be like, I remember the one time that I was in records too, I can't remember where it was, but we were all just listening to it and going, Oh, and then just the person was like, No, flubbed that. There's like, it's just these tiny incremental bits that you're just like, How does anybody mm. with their ears spot that? It's it's it really is a crazy you need to be super talented for it. And he is one of the like he's, he's of, pretty crazy talented by his track record,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were recording sections, and I'm like, I've recorded with loads of people over the years, and like you sometimes you get a feeling like when you do an okay take they can kind of fix it in post and like clean up the doubles and stuff and you're like oh that's fine you sit back but with aiden like i do a take i'm like oh that was pretty good and then he's like i'll do that again
3: (laughs) Uh,
2: in the moment you're a bit annoyed but then when you think about it like no he's absolutely right i'm not even gonna debate him for a second like i absolutely fully trust him
1: (laughs) no it's good it's not album good. That's he, <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah, that was. That's the catchphrase. That's, that's my it? next
2: tattoo. Like that's the yeah, next yeah. tattoo. I'm
1: not album good.
0: <laughs> 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 and you got Colin Bulger uh, to do the artwork. What's it Because like? he is genuinely, he's one of my. He probably is my favorite artist going at the moment. And I remember meeting him after a Zora show because I was like, "Fuck me, you're in that band too." Um, just a crazy, crazy yeah. talented guy. Like, how does how did the artwork kind of come about?
1: I think we knew we were going to contact him uh, pretty early on. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the, of the timelines, but I, I know we were in talks with him well before, before, before we'd uh, probably around the same time we started talking to Aiden. I'm sure we've obviously worked with we call him for the all three releases. Um, so I think it was it was a no brainer that he was going to continue on with the journey, and I think he gets us to an extent. Um, like there was a lot of emailing back and forth about the intent behind things. But for the most part, it's just, I sent all the lyrics as they were at the early stage. And then obviously he'd get the demos well, well in advance for sitting in the studio. Um, And he started formulating things from there. So um yeah, you no, know, it's, it's easy to work with him. And I think he knows, like he has his, his own voice artistically. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think we know what we're getting with him. And I think he knows what he, we're looking for, you know.
0: You know, he is one of those artists that, like, you just see his artwork and you go, I know that, the Bulga design. <laughs> like, you just know it straight away. I was even looking at today, I was like, fuck me, the skulls in the water. I was like, I never even noticed that. <laughs> so
2: there's a little hidden things there, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. A little, the little fine dot work. It's insane, like, I, have I've, when
0: I was in college and I was aware of his work, I tried to draw like him. And I mean, I sp- I genuinely did spend a long time, I was like, I can't do it I feel, I just I don't know how he makes this it's ridiculously talented stuff really yeah. unique yeah um, do you now that you've got to play the album live um, do you have a favourite song to play live off it?
2: Oh, good question mine always changes constantly changing uh, I really want to play Pyrrhic live yeah, great song. in the near future and maybe Killing Monsters that's a really fun one to play but yeah uh, Songs we're playing at the moment, definitely Sonner Sender is um, the really, really heavy one uh, <laughs> when it comes to that. And when it comes to that, I always have to double check the bass drum, make sure it's not going to float away <laughs> about 17 feet. Um, yeah, I remember doing the drums for that one. And I think I was just listening to a lot of Slayer. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw some Dave
3: Lombardo in here. Really, not really a bad like reference to have. <laughs> yeah. What
2: about yourself? What yeah, actually, you? can I just interrupt you real oh, yeah, quick?
0: Yeah, feel
2: I, realized... I may as well show it off. <clears throat> picture of me and oh fucking them.
0: sick
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> when I met
2: him um, <laughs> just after my transplant and he you know what I said they say never meet your heroes he is actually the nicest mm. guy the I said I'd throw that in while it was just no my nice that you had it like, that's a lovely
0: <laughs> photo too <laughs> how did you meet him was he just did he just I'll tell you how I met him. I was, God, it was
2: 2014 and I was starting to get very, very sick. My lungs were kind of failing. My dad brought me up to Belfast. He was doing a drum clinic there mm-hmm. and he blagged his way in and we, we got in and uh, we were there chatting to him. Lovely guy. I got a picture and then that picture was taken about 11 months or something afterwards and he was doing a drum clinic in the Red Cow. All right, okay. And I got in a little bit early and saw him. He was doing his uh, He was doing his Uh, warm up and stuff and then I ran up and met him afterwards and he he remembered me and gave me a huge big hug and he was asking he remembered you so nice yeah he's like oh you're waiting for the transplant that's That's amazing it was so nice yeah really cool
0: and the red cow like the hotel
2: yeah and no um, yeah I was kind of behind the hotel it was one of the function rooms Um, he was doing a kind of it was just a drum clinic thing in there, which was actually a funny story, which I think only about six people saw that <laughs> probably no one's gonna believe. Here we like, go. He was doing his he was he was shredding on the drums, he was and he was doing his, his sound check and stuff, and one of the speakers started to go on fire <laughs> and smoking. And he gets up and he's like, Yeah, and, and I'm like, Oh my god, did that actually happen? Um, That's amazing. That was really,
0: cool.
2: That was really, really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, what about yourself, Matt? Do you have a favorite song to play?
1: Yeah, well, like, I think it's, it's been Sunder for a while, but at the same time, um, oh, like, I, yeah, I think Sunder is my favourite track on, on the album, but it's, um, there's something about playing steadfast. I think it, it was one of the earlier ones we were putting together. There's a lot of energy in it. There's, like, di- in terms of dynamic, there isn't, it's not up and down and up and down, it's just oh. up. And, uh, and I think having played it at least a 100 times on a mountain in the freezing <laughs> cold. Uh, there is a certain there's a certain like weight of that that I still carry when we go on stage. I don't know, I think we're just so practiced with it now. we played yeah, it I so much and pains ago. in
2: my back when we go to that one.
1: I don't think we've played any other track as many times as, <laughs> as steadfast because of that. Um uh, so we're just it's it's kind of one that even though it's a bit challenging we're just so well practiced with it. I don't think we have to think or look or anything. You just get to actually enjoy playing it. So that's nice. It's not stale anyway.
0: So. Uh, you might have actually answered this already. What was the most difficult song to write over the course of the album? Ooh,
1: to write, uh,
0: like that can be musically and lyrically. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know if they're like. Um, I'm not sure if there was any that stood out as being the most difficult. I I will say that This Mountain Moves um, was, uh, interestingly, a very sort of directionless for me. Uh, Steve probably had a very specific idea for it. But lyrically, um, and from my point of view, it it was very directionless until a short while before we went to the studio. Um, And I had some lyrics and a a lot of just sort of nothing uh, thrown into it. And I think in so my uh i think of uh i've said it before but my granny passed away just before we went to the studio and um she uh well she, she would have had, would had a huge influence on me musically uh she sent me to do piano lessons and stuff when i was uh five or six years of age um and i now have her piano in my oh, gorgeous, uh in my back room and stairs so that's nice but um yeah so she she would have had a huge influence on me and a, uh being hundred and seven, nearly hundred and eight, when she passed what? away. really? A lot of stories, well. wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Really interesting. Um. So when she, now she's she's very old, was very old, and we knew what was coming was going was going to be coming eventually. But I think uh, I think I knew I don't know something something had clicked. I think I'd gone to visit her um in in the weeks beforehand, and then I'd say in three weeks, two or three weeks of out from the studio. Around the time for our last pre-production session, maybe Dara might remember. I I can't quite, but uh, that's when all the lyrics started to come together. I think it got a quick, like, final rearrangement. So I think it might be very difficult or different if we go back and listen to the demos of that compared to what it is now. Mm. Um, and I think lyrically, that's the most directly about something um, in my life on on the album. So so there is certainly that's not something that's typically in grey stag songs um and it was something i hummed and hard about but i think there was enough weight in the lyrics there to to justify it uh but but yeah so that that can be a bit difficult to it was certainly difficult to record and to to give it the emphasis i thought it, it needed um and it's also quite a difficult track to place
0: yeah. well, <laughs> it's It's literally my favorite song on the album so if that <laughs> I, I and i love the whole album but i just that one's, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> it's
2: really yeah, it's special, a gorgeous brother. song,
0: yeah. What about yourself, Dara? Uh,
2: what was the question, uh,
0: What do you think was the most difficult song for you?
2: Oh, probably, well, I wouldn't have anything to say in the, in the lyrics, but uh, musically, probably Peric yeah. or asunder or Because the, the kind of one, two beat asunder Sunder, it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. tough. And then the doubles, you know, trying to keep them kind of concise and you know, audible is pretty tough but it's really fun one to play a mountain is is it's pretty tough as well but it's kind of it's not that difficult but it, it's very long and then kind of like the doubles at the end it's it's pretty tough it's kind of tough to yeah. pull off but uh, but that's a really fun that one too.
0: consistency in drumming in metal drumming particularly i have no idea how drummers do it and there's a friend of mine who every time he has a few drinks in him he will tap his legs with his both his hands, and anytime there's a metal sound on, he has the worst fucking timing I've ever come across of anybody, and he'll do it. That's like stop doing that. Uh, yeah. You can do it for you can do it for stick on Grimes or something like that, but do not do it at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think yeah, that's something as well that um, I'm not sure if we've we've mentioned, but uh, on top of it being difficult to play metal drums, we know this. Um, the album's recorded not to a click as well. Oh right, okay. So yeah. it's, it's all. So every one of those times that uh, Aiden would have said, right, we need to do that again. It's not that little bit. It's not that bar. It's it's the frame. Yeah. It's oh, the song. Fuck, okay. <laughs> I didn't it really know we
2: weren't doing that until we went into the studio because every other band I've been in, more or less since I was a teenager, we've all done the click. Mm. So I kind of assumed it was going to be like that. And I was like, no, we going for a very kind of. I think, yeah, that was one of the first questions he asked when we went to record the album. He was like, no, what kind of style do you want it done in? like super super metal everything's clicked and everything's kind of crunched um as a, sorry my dogs are going <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um or like kind of more natural kind of sounding more kind of dynamic like the harder you hit the kind of the louder it is rather as opposed to the opposite i think we went with the kind of more natural sounding and it sounds really good cool. sure, like, yeah sure it fits down.
0: the vibe of the album quite like mm. you know so yeah i i yeah It just sounds phenomenal like it it, it's one of those albums like it's like this sounds so polished and so just fucking class and it's like and by an irish band it's it's a fantastic album to listen Mm. to from start to finish um now this is the portion of the podcast where we do the stupid questions um uh so i asked tombs this question because it it only came up in the interview but what do you think is the most metal artwork going
2: oh cannibal corpse
0: yeah they think no question with carcass i think was one of the answers yeah (laughs) Early yeah.
1: carcass does, does it have to be album artwork, or is like, can we go? You can go Jesus as a cunt them?
0: if you want with uh, the. Uh...
1: <laughs> That's pretty good too. It's uh, an infinite annihilator T-shirt <laughs> that always Christ. makes me giggle, and it's it's just the fact that they don't give a fuck. They don't like? ever veer away from the theme of, <laughs> of the band, you know. And, uh, and, and it's just a it's just a dude, a, a big armored dude stomping. <laughs> on, on a
3: child
1: <laughs> I gotta admire that yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty I think massively. I've seen <laughs> Infinite Annihilator live and I remember just
0: looking because they have the banner I was like what the fuck is that like because I had no idea who they were they just go like oh my god it's the same with Don how did you get back to yeah. <laughs> it's the same with like Dying Fetus or something like that as the curb stomp one I was just like ew <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Cannibal Corpse is a good shout though Cannibal Corpse have some pretty pretty horrible particularly oh, the 90s yeah. ones are uh yeah, I don't, think, I don't know if even we're like even allowed to say some of the uh, song lyrics on this. Might <laughs> <laughs> get definitely flagged. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Dara, I noticed on your Instagram that you said you have a love of horror. What is the best horror film? I know um, you. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was very quick. I thought you were going to home was, and hog uh, at um, that, to be honest, when I first... <laughs> oh,
2: God, no. I'm a very large horror... I think there's a fair uh, room. I have all sorts of yeah, posters. Yeah, Silent Hill poster, poster
0: behind your head? Silent
2: Hill, and then I think I have a Resi one up there. Nice. So, um, yeah, I love all things horror. Many horror tattoos, and about seventy percent of all my DVDs are probably horror related. I spent a good twenty minutes today in the Tower records and the I have a specific section for Blu-ray horror. I'm like, oh, I want everything <laughs> here. I want everything. Yeah. So,
0: and what matter you? I,
2: I, I got, I got the Evil Dead on video in hmv when i was far far <laughs> far to be old no 11 year old should ever watch the evil text. i think
0: i've told this story before on the podcast i probably have I repeat myself quite a bit but who gives a fuck but um when i was at, like eight it, there was an extra vision across the road from me and i used to get like pocket money of like a tenner every friday and they had a deal for three dvds for nine fifty or something or 9.99 but the guy who worked there um had no concept of age ratings so, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was always because me and my friends we were like 10 or 11, it was always horror, like extremely violent, grindhouse oh, horror yeah. film that we could like the most violent oh, and yeah. one that we could find. Then a film that had boobs in it, and then an action film, <laughs> of These, course, to round, yeah, yeah, to round it out. <laughs> but, but some, yeah, of, no, some the of the films that thing. I got at that age were really bad, like really bad. Yeah, I think Cannibal Holocaust was one of them, which was not good. Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still can't believe what they do
0: to that Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Brought the director to like the, the, to the courts and like uh, to actor's still yeah. alive. Like, oh, they're still alive! Here have, yeah. you ever, have you ever seen it, Matt? No, it's a no, video, video of nasty film. It's a uh, kind of like a found footage thing. It's uh, I wouldn't even recommend it to people, to be honest. But it is just one of those kind of cult classic horror films. But um, well, classic is a strong word. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about, are you into horror at all, Matt? Not remotely. Not remotely. No.
0: <laughs>
2: the two of them are like big scaredy cats, so I just I take in all the horror.
1: I don't um, want. I just take it in. <laughs> when we moved in here, we had no internet, so I was stuck with the terrestrial TV. I was watching RTE and the, the big, big movie, uh, throwing me back to my uh, childhood. Was um, a house with the the house with a clock in its walls.
0: I don't think I've seen that.
1: It's well, uh
0: Star
1: No, <laughs> oh, I was I thinking of the I house movies. I thought it was house, house of a Thousand Corpses it.
0: or something like that, yeah. Oh yeah. no, no,
1: no, this is a PG movie. <laughs> and it was too scary for this guy. So. Sometimes they're scary. scariest like like
2: pre ae what was it, 88? I think Spielberg ruined everything with the uh the melting face in uh Raiders oh, yeah, when yeah. they had to change the age ratings for everything because <laughs> it was like I was just a twelves and horrible graphic skeleton and
0: but your yeah, jaws is PG, thir- like a PG film. You're like, a kid gets mauled oh, to death in, in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park as well. That's what PG-12s, yeah. and there's some rough stuff in that too.
0: <laughs> but but sorry, Matt, tell us how, how this film traumatized you.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I couldn't. Like, yeah, it was paranormal, and I'm just too. Uh, I've just moved to a house in the middle of nowhere. I'm not watching, I'm not sitting there by myself watching it. A thing about a haunted house. Do you know, over,
0: um, <laughs> over, over the summer, I was asked to babysit two dogs. So there were two. It was an eleven-year-old golden retriever and a two-year-old golden retriever. and The two-year-old's hyper as fuck, and it took me ages to get them to bed. And I was just like, you know, got them to bed. It was like eleven o'clock, and the others was on Netflix, which is a horror film I've Ooh. never seen before. It's a very good. It's actually it's a good. very good film, yeah. But um, put them to bed. Put, lock, uh, not locked up. Close the door on them, and then I was like, I'll have a glass of wine and just chill out and watch this and at at one point it gets quite intense and i was just and i was real you know when you're just mad into a film and i just felt this lick go up the back of my neck and i just screamed <laughs> like crazy i mean i, I was in the house oh, on place. my own it's a huge house on my own and i screamed and it was fecking um gino the two-year-old dog had happened managed to wait, make his way out and then i just look at jesse and jesse's <laughs> looking at me like nearly crying she's like traumatized over it but I never <laughs> jumped oh my god it terrified me man <laughs> it oh, was horrible. something
2: actually quite similar happened to me about a month ago oh, I got the new PSVR 2 and I was in my sitting room and I was playing Resident Evil Village nice. of course and because um, you know when you're on the VR you're really really in there yeah. so you can't have any distractions or anyone grab your you've seen the videos people freaking out and I specifically told my girlfriend, I was like, please be careful with the dogs. You know, three big, bold dogs. So I was like, don't let them down. They're going to jump on me and freak me out. Of course, my oldest cookie, she loves to open doors. So I was playing away there in a kind of a kind of a freaky moment. And of course, she kind of comes up and licks my hand <laughs> she jumped out my skin
0: um being that we're coming up to the six month mark in the year um what are your favorite releases of the year so far and you cannot say your own album <laughs>
3: <Damn it. laughs> sorry that's
0: out it is fantastic uh i've i've done a top five I've done a top five podcast and it's in it for sure uh 100 i i really do love it but you're not allowed to say your own album <laughs>
1: I'm gonna going to parrotate this. I can't remember anything. Okay, um, <laughs> really I can't remember what I had for lunch today.
2: Um, just off the top of my head, uh, tombs the Schmeckening. I thought was, fine. How was really sick. really good. It was it was short and sweet. And when we were on tour here in Andel, what was it Anvil Crusher? I think hmm. Anvil something. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. Hearing that every night, and I was like, oh, that is just filthy, so heavy. And then the second they released the EP, I was like, yeah, I'm buying that immediately. and I've been listening to that. Quite frequently in the last however long it's has a few weeks, really, really heavy, really good. So I really enjoyed it Just off the top I of my loved head, it, like,
0: uh, just even because I was listening to it, like, I bought it and then I was listening to it on repeat before having them on. I was like, that song stabbed in the head is so good. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you have do you have any you coming up with anything, Matt at all?
1: Uh, the only thing I would say uh, is Cattle to Caps new album, well, I and heard that I yet think. Actually. I have not actually listened to the ocean. No, I'm not wearing my ocean hat. I haven't listened to the Ocean Zoo album, but I got a notification it was there yesterday. So I'm just going to preemptively put that on the. Uh,
3: Sick. If,
1: no, uh, I think it might just be a single out for sure, but it will be. <laughs> um, what I have been listening to almost nonstop since it came out is, um, is, is Prof's new album, Horse. Which is not a metal album. Oh, it doesn't have to be a metal album, but I don't <laughs> uh, know that
0: either. Prof, I uh, profs, I don't, I don't think I've heard of them.
1: It's uh, it's one it's a rapper, uh, Prof. Right. Uh, Here's His album was like, like, has been on repeat for me since what, twenty twenty two or something. What year is this? Twenty twenty one. Yeah.
0: No, it's twenty twenty three. You went back a year. I know. Went what back in time. Thinking about what,
1: <laughs> when the album came out. Um, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm a real hot and cold. Um. With, with metal, like I'll go completely off listening to it for a long while and then come back in and like deep dive. I'm also way behind the times. <laughs> so like I like I started listening to like uh, Kendrick Lamar. I started listening to last year and then I was telling oh, him, I was cool. like, have you heard about Kendrick Lamar? You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm I well, actually pretty bad for that as well. Particularly with hip hop, I'm terrible for it. Like the, I think I discovered the Beastie Boys like two years ago. Not just oh, like I knew of so them, but I've been, I was like, these guys are insane. And people yeah, now who yeah, are like yeah. proper music fans are like, yeah. Why do you think they're considered one of the greats of all time? Like,
2: <laughs> I actually thought you were talking about Irish releases, sorry. So I completely take back that too. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: what are they, horse flies of uh, men? Or what, what oh, yes.
2: Crisps of men and horse fly- hoverflies. <laughs>
3: hoverflies. Oh, my God.
2: Oh. Yes. Oh, and the, did you did you see the review? They put up some didn't like their EP and he called them over. <laughs> and I, I was talking to Alex is like, you fucking better make that into merch. Barry <laughs> Kenny All Rights Reserved. Um, I think it's fantastic. Like they, they're using that awful review as like fodder use it as merch. Like that's just
0: I I have amazing. to say I love when bands I do that. It's like sure like Daft Punk <laughs> his name is came from a bad review yeah. which I I always, like I just love that story. Like it came from like imagine so cool. referring to a bad as Daft Punk and they're just like yes band name
2: <laughs> Led Zeppelin are one of those I was well. just gonna say that. Are yeah. they having here?
0: I did not know that. Where how would that be a ba- how would that be considered an insulting name to name a band?
1: I can't remember the, the exact context, but the idea was like they're gonna go down like a lead balloon. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, it was also about heavy metal itself, wasn't it? It sounded like a bunch of
2: heavy metal crashing or something. I think, I think it was Led Zeppelin. Well, sure, hmm.
0: something like that. Um, if someone were to pass you an ox cable at a party, what would the first song be?
2: <laughs> oh, um, oh shit! Probably. Oh, I, if usually, when I'm drunk, I usually go straight to Ramstein, so probably <laughs> uh, booked <dish> by Ramstein. <laughs> nice, very uh,
1: pumping one, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Uh, do you have one? Depends on, the, depends on the party, I think. Oh, yeah, depends but, on right. how shocking you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: my, mine, mine normally is like if I'm at a party with my friends, like you'll see me kind of like looking around going, can I get it? Can I get it? there's like, no, (laughs) straight away. None of them listen to metal, unfortunately. But so it's normally...
2: Always put on the most inappropriate one.
0: No, it's it's always just Cardi Ray Jepsen, I think, or Charlie XCX. Genuinely, that's normally what it is. Or Beastie Boys. Um, Actually, a serious question, because I think this would help a lot of bands out. Uh, Any recommendations for a band uh, applying for funding with the Arts Council?
2: That'll go straight to Matt. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... Like I mean, I I don't know. I got I got uh, lucky with one application. I've applied like every year for nine or well, like ten, nine or ten years. I have had a lot of letters that say we regret to inform you, blah 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 blah, blah. Um, and it's not like I I I knew when I was doing this application that it was a strong one, and that was based on um, the strength of the scene around us. Um, like some of the recent successes the band have had and i think i don't know really there's definitely no like recipe uh for getting it Mm. and and it's very likely we'll never get funding again either And, and you know so it's it's hard for me to say do this or don't do that but but certainly be very realistic include numbers include like a rationale behind your numbers you can't say, the album's going to sell this many copies, but you can say, well, our last album or our last EP sold this many, so it's reasonable to expect that, that we can build on that, mm. um, and, and so on. But for me, I think our application was heavily extolling what is great about the Irish scene at the moment, and the fact that giving funding to one band is not one band getting an album, and that's the end of your funding. It's... This band gets an album. They're going to get five or six T-shirts designed. They're going to get album work, artwork designed. The guy who does the recording is going to get paid. The guy who owns the studio is going to get some rent. Um, other bands who are completely adjacent are going to get support slots, or they're going to get the the boost from from being associated with the uh, with the funding and so on. Like, I think you need to acknowledge the fact that it's not just. You're not just looking for money to make an album. You're looking for money to to produce something that's gonna benefit uh, the scene around you. To,
0: yeah. That's a good answer. And um, oh, uh, are there any albums or gigs that you're looking forward to later in the year?
1: I'm gonna go see Billy Talent on oh, Thursday. Fuck,
0: class. They are. Ooh, have you ever seen I'm them before?
1: Miss- uh, I well, I yeah, I did, but it's like I guess, like two thousand Six maybe oh, or wow, two thousand. Okay. I saw them.
0: I think I saw them in like two thousand and seventeen or something. It was Time as a Thief for the support band for them. Fucking blew me away. Amazing band. And then I saw them at Download a couple of years later, and again, just a fantastic live band. Very jealous of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to see the Mary Wallifers. Nice. <laughs> I got a lot, yeah, we got a lot of gigs because we, we I committed to a lot of them at the start of the year and uh and now they're all sort of they're coming, all coming, coming
0: together. <laughs> your poor bank balance.
2: <laughs> uh I'm going to see Ramstein in August God in damn it.
0: That's awesome Brussels, as well. I think.
2: Second, third time seeing them. One of probably my favorite band. And then I recently got tickets to Paradise Lost the other day, which I really look forward to. I'm probably Fear Factory as is well. Is that a double they're show, up. is
0: this? Paradise Lost. Yeah, yeah.
2: Both both Dublin. Um, Exactly the dates, but uh, actually, I think my, the thing I'm looking forward to most seeing this year in August is Shrek the musical. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are
2: you actually? Going? Oh, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait I'm, for it. I that.
0: believe it or not, I'm going to a Shrek uh costume party yeah. on Saturday. <laughs>
2: Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, no, not
0: even messing for a friend's oh, birthday yeah. party. I'm going as Pinocchio. That's
1: incredible. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I was going to ask. That was going to be my first question. Yeah. Does everyone dress as Shrek, or is it the no, Shrek No?
0: There's literally like you have to go first dibs on who you're picking. And I was like straight away. I was like, oh, I'm okay. doing Pinocchio. I'm gonna get the fucking tiny shorts good. with the suspenders, and I got the nose and everything. So
1: there can only be one Pinocchio there. Might even like, might
0: even fully commit because he wears a thong in the second one. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> it's that's
0: a amazing! Um, such a good film. Uh, Paradise, oh, love, Paradise Lost. I've, I think I'll be getting tickets for that as well. Oh, uh, I can't wait for uh, that! Amazing. Be I've never seen them. I've I, I've somehow managed to have missed every single time they play Dublin um mm. i'm weirdly enough i discovered them from their cover of small town boy and not their actual a,
2: which, a lot of people do i think that's possibly i think that's their number no one listen to song on spotify I, I could be wrong but i think it's it's, it's in the top yeah. five anyway but then,
0: then like i was because men- I, I listened to it quite a bit and then i heard no hope uh no hope in sight and i was just like this oh. is this is oh, one of the no. coolest most fucking like met like it's just such a badass song i was like this is amazing So heavy yeah, it's so heavy yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love
2: Draconian Times
0: and uh, oh, T- uh, Style of, oh, of I Life I right.
2: love, love their albums they're so good
0: yeah because they weirdly went off the growl thing for quite a while and then they kind of and mm. then when that album come, when that album was coming out it was just like they brought back the growl <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, great band. I'm fortunate I, it's double this summer I don't know what it is with great gigs but I feel like I'm not going to get there's so many that I'm just not going to get to see actually happened to be seen I'll be seeing Liturgy in vienna which would be pretty sweet that's the one that i'm looking forward to the most i don't know do you listen to them at all black metal band i heard all of them, i know a you songs. they're quite good cool. they're quite good they're weird as fuck um and then i'll be seeing ahab as well as the other one I'll be seeing them the day before yeah. so that'll be pretty sweet but yeah, they uh, are uh so lads we're actually at the very very end of the uh, podcast and matt you're probably aware of this but i finished the podcast every single time with the question what do you enjoy most about what you do so, do you want to answer that? <laughs> I don't know who wants to go first.
3: Oh lord! Don't do what to
1: first? Okay. <laughs> if by what I do you mean uh, music and not uh, <laughs> working in an office and, and uh, finding it tough to get enough sleep during the day, um, I'd say like I always go back and forth between whether my favorite thing is writing music or performing it. Because there's something um, something I particularly like about arranging music and the way myself and Steve often work um, is Steve will come up with riffs and not put them together. He will just send me phone recordings of all of these. And there's something I really love about taking these and thinking about where a song is going to come. Out of this collection of three or four phone recordings um and, and like actually hearing that end product after recording it in the studio is something very nice about that but at the same time i don't think the energy that you get from performing on a stage in front of people who genuinely want to see you perform um i don't think that can be gotten anywhere else i mean if i was a, an adrenaline junkie and i liked roller coasters which i do not <laughs> maybe oh, that's i do not i <laughs> <that. Hey, Robert laughs>
0: yeah. man, i'm with you there
1: <laughs> yeah oh there's something about it. But, but like but but i think may, maybe that's the same thing those uh that, that adrenaline junkies are chasing i don't know there's something about it and it's it's inimitable and the moment you're off stage it's gone and you can't quite remember if it was if it was a real thing you were experiencing but uh but i think for for what lack of being able to put that into words i think that's probably my favorite thing about uh what we're doing? Yeah.
0: Class and Dara, do you have an answer? (laughs) Oh,
2: trying (laughs) to cobble something together. Um, I don't really write too much music myself. Um, I think I've a battered bass there from my horrendous (laughs) days. (laughs) Um, but I think you know definitely playing live for me. Uh, The studio is really fun as well. Always good crack, but definitely playing live gigs and especially when there's people there. And I think the last gig in Limerick. Um, I remember actually seeing some people like singing the words especially Mark Russell, shout out to him who made, who made every gig on the tour he went to all three like, <laughs> madman, absolute <laughs> hero um, nice but like hearing hear and seeing people kind of get back to lyrics I think was really cool and then there's like that moment kind of just between you're finished setting up and actually starting where you're you're just checking everything to make sure everything's fine, and then look at Matt, like, give them, give them the nod, and look at Steve, and then you know you're you're ready to go, and then blasting to the first song is always like the best kind of moments of the set. And then like when you're trying to get some doubles in, and you're completely covered in sweat and you can't see, but you know where you are roughly in the song, and then <laughs> you look up and you're in a different song altogether. It yeah. is. I <laughs> so definitely playing playing lives. Is- my favorite color. That is one
0: thing you do get from watching you guys play live, like genuinely. Um, I wouldn't lie to you, but um, you do look like you're having the time of your lives when you're playing. So, it it makes it it makes it way more enjoyable for everybody else as well. But I, yeah, you you can see it like, <laughs> but um,
2: I I try to physically hurt my neck when I'm playing <laughs> when I'm playing drums. I try to give as much as I possibly can when I'm on Just stage. Neck
0: and brace after.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, headbang like hell. Let let the record nice. show we're all in tremendous pain. <laughs> oh god yeah. Like I'm I'm still not right from from Friday. <laughs> That's
3: such <a> good book.
0: <laughs> well uh this is the part like this so this is the part where you can say whatever you have down the line, if anything at all. Uh so plug plug plug.
1: <laughs> mm we haven't uh gosh we have will be announcing a bunch of shows um at like over the coming uh period but we haven't got anything to announce in that regard just yet uh keep an eye because you'll have seen some teasers we do have merchandise mm. and stuff that's uh, gonna be coming out um and i'll say no more about that now but if you <laughs> keep an eye on our socials uh you're you'll be in for a treat um i also just want to uh Point out as well that, um, no offense to Mark Russell, but everyone gives him credit for going to all three gigs uh, of our tour, and I went to all three <laughs> as well. And not one person has said it to me, so I just I give you a pat on the back that one time, remember?
2: <laughs> yeah, you've for being
1: sweaty <laughs> Um, that is, no, I'm, I'm, working uh, on a, I'm working
2: on a second charity gig at the moment. Oh, fantastic. So... Uh, no kind of news on that at the moment but we're in the process of of kind of working on that so that'll be announced in the next little while because that's amazing because you
0: made like two grand on the first one didn't you yeah that was i couldn't believe how
2: how well that went went down and we got so much money it was really good and the the funny thing was it wasn't two grand it was like 1930 or something like that and then i think the a few days before we submitted all the money i was out with my girlfriend and two friends and uh, my girlfriend, she likes all the numbers, you know, neat and like big round numbers. Mm. And we're like, oh, feck it's so close to 2,000. So then we all just threw in another 70 quid between <laughs> us all to make it an even two. Like, oh, perfect. Even two. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, working on another charity gig that'll be announced in the next little while. And when's the next gig? I think our
1: next gig. Yeah, pep, 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 pep. Oh no, that's the really <laughs> yeah. no, no, we've <laughs> a couple things in the vibe, But the gig and the success yeah. of that as well, because that was Yeah, that's that really
3: uh, is uh, amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, that's, all on,
1: all, that's all on that's all Yeah. And that was a great job. Thank you, thank
0: you. All right, lads, well, I think we'll leave it there. Uh thank you so much for joining us again. Um I seriously like I love the album. I love you know I, I'm a huge fan of you guys, so it's always fantastic to have you on and chat. And uh, I can't wait to see any show that you have down the line.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I wish we could, uh, we could tell you what it was I right now. But... I'll find <laughs> out eventually. <laughs>
0: the wait's always, the wait's sometimes the best part. <laughs> Anticipation. Thanks No problem. Right. So that's our episode for this week. Just going to give a quick thank you again to Matt and Dara for coming on the podcast. Um, it was a pleasure chatting with them. I love Grey Stags, so to have them on for a second time was really amazing um the band actually that matt just mentioned the band's merch uh just happened to go on pre-sale today i didn't i don't know how we timed that but they're on pre-sale today they look incredible so you can get yours now and uh, make sure to listen to the album call of the mountain um it really is one of the best metal releases of one of the best releases of the year so far it's fantastic so uh listen to it buy it you will not regret it and um without further ado i just want to say uh thank you so much for listening to the episode uh if you want to hear more just like it please give the podcast a follow it really really does help me out i know i say it every week but genuinely it it does a lot for me so i really appreciate it and um yeah have a lovely bank holiday weekend it looks like it's going to be a really lovely one in ireland this week i think i might even go swimming but uh yeah thanks again for listening to the episode i've been barra goodbye